but he'll dazzle you. Here he comes. Tatsuki in on goal. And he dazzled again. What a beautiful goal. Oh, my goodness. How many does he have in his repertoire? Oh, my. Alex Ovechkin one-on-one -on -one against Merrill. Ovechkin accelerates in. Toe drags. Gorgeous. He scores! Alex Ovechkin dangalicious. Weaves in the middle with a spin around the center. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Sunday, February 17th, and we're back at it for episode 65 of Power 5 Sports Podcast. Alongside Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorwitz, and today we have Nolan Trepic joining us for an absolute beauty of a show. What's up guys, thanks for having me. Today we'll be covering a topic that we don't show enough love to, the NHL. It's been a couple weeks since the All-Star break, so we're pumped for the hockey season to start heating up. We've got the big dogs leading the pack, such as Tampa Bay and Boston, as well as a couple Canadian teams like Winnipeg and Calgary. But don't be fooled. We have a few teams on our hands that are getting hot at the right time. Whatever you do, do not take your eyes off of the St. Louis Blues and the Chicago Blackhawks. Lastly, the trade deadline is approaching, so we'll highlight some names that might be on the move Alex, what do you say we get this started? Well, first of all, Nolan, it's great to have you back. We've had you on several times, but great to be here. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, you're right. We do not give enough love to the NHL. That is an underrated sport that we just miss on. And it's good to be back, and it's good to have the NHL back. So, without further ado, let's get into the Atlantic Division with Tampa, Boston, and Toronto. What are we seeing out of these three squads? I think we have to start out with the Tampa Bay Lightning. How could you not? Um, this conference and this division in, uh, in specific is just, there's a lot of teams, there's a lot of contenders. Tampa Bay, you have Kucherov and Stamkos putting up points every night. The goaltending with Vasilevsky is unstoppable. Tampa Bay, they're, they're going to make a run. Yeah, I mean they they keep they keep getting on these hot stretches where they'll win six straight or they'll go seven zero and two in nine games or stuff like that and it, you're seeing them put up crazy numbers. They just beat Dallas at home six nothing and Dallas had just won a bunch in a row. They were hot and uh, I, I I don't I don't know if you're gonna be if it, it's gonna be tough to stop this Tampa Bay team when it comes playoff time. They they always find a way to maybe shoot themselves in the foot a little bit. Um, but they're definitely, on paper, the best team in the NHL, and as far as the standings go, the best team in the NHL by a, by a head and a neck. Yeah, you look at their record right now, they're 44-11, and 11, which you said, Nolan, is kind of like the Warriors. I mean, it's just unprecedented. Yeah, in hockey, you don't see that type of yeah. domination in it's, regular it's, They're season. a clear like, it's favorite. So, it's so much harder to bring it every night. Yeah. You know, it's a physical sport. They're getting beat up. You know, there's injuries. It's not like basketball where, you know, there's that big, there's that, there's so much parity in the NHL. Mm -hmm. You're playing a good team Everyone's every night. Everyone's neck and neck. In the NBA, there's teams in the cellar that, like, you can just roll over if you're the Warriors. Like, right. And you're seeing Tampa put up a Warriors-esque season for, mm -hmm. like, by NHL standards. It's, it's, it's really impressive. It seems to me that the Lightning are just a team filled with snipers. I mean, you look at guys that don't get noticed enough, Tyler Johnson... Braden Point, these guys are pure goal scorers. They create offensive opportunities for themselves, and then 
you put them with Kucherov and Stamkos, two prolific um, scorers in the league. And you can talk about all day how good of a job Steve Eiserman did building this team. I think the, a guy like uh, Sergachev, Mikhail Sergachev, who's a second, second or third-year defenseman on their back end, is like a perfect example of a guy who's just a stud defensively. He's like 21 years old, and they got him in the Druin trade, the, mm. the trade where they sent Jonathan Druin out. And they have, and you were thinking, wow, you know, they send out one of their better players, Jonathan Druin. I haven't heard his name mentioned in Tampa Bay in quite some time because they're so loaded on the front end. And now their back end's just as stacked. I mean, they have uh, McDonough. Dan Girardi. Dan Girardi. I was, I was just about to bring uh, those Victor two Hedman guys up. And I, Sergachev. Like, that's probably the best top four, at a, like, I mean, other than Winnipeg in the NHL. They're, they're so good. I feel like they've found that fine balance between young guys and experienced defensemen that know how to get the job done Move when games mm-hmm. really matter at yeah. the end of the season. So... Tampa Bay, there's something special. But like you said, they always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. So that'll be an interesting storyline. Boston, another team that always seems to be in a good situation this time of year. So true. Yeah, Tuka Rask has been playing some of his best hockey this year, and when he hasn't, Yaroslav Halak really picked up the slack. They have a kind of a unexpected 1A and 1B situation here. I mean, they're both, you know, they're both putting up number one goaltender statistics, and when Rask hasn't been able to shoulder the load, Halak stepped in and has played elite goaltender. So, I mean, that's been a huge thing for Boston. They've been able to get through some injuries. Bergeron was hampered uh, the beginning of the season, and uh, he's been back and healthy now. Um, So that's good for them. They've been banged up a little bit, but they've been weathering the storm. And I, I think once this team's been fully healthy, you've seen how good they can be. Um, yeah, like we were saying, though, this the top of this Atlantic division is pretty stacked. It's going to be an interesting first couple of rounds of the playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah, Brad Marchand as well is a name that you got to look out for with the Bruins. I mean, he's leading the team in points right now with 70. So the Bruins are kind of well kind of behind the Tampa Bay, but like everyone else behind them is like neck and neck. Right. But yeah. I mean, Tampa. It's the NHL's kind of got this shelf where it's the Tampa Bay Lightning and then the next tier. Yeah. Like they're in a tier of their own right now. <laughs> and then now. the Bruins are in that next tier. Right. Absolutely. Along with the Maple Leafs and the Canadians, but yeah. I think one of the stats that strikes me most about the Bruins is their home record: twenty-one seven to three. Just like Tampa Bay, these teams are picking up W's at home. And then you go out on the road and you pick up wins when you can there. But if you're getting the job done at home, you have the fans behind you. It, I feel like it's just a, a different element going into TD Garden. Yeah. And right now they've won five straight. So they're hot. 7-0-3 yeah. in their last ten. I mean, that, that, that speaks volumes. Yeah, they get on these little streaks. So let's see what they can do when the season progresses. How about the Maple Leafs? Mm. Interesting team. Definitely an interesting team. They made a good move uh, earlier on before the deadline comes, getting Jake Muzzin, definitely addressing a need. Um, I still think they're a little undersized. I think they're a little bit – they're not the most physical team when it comes to playoff time. Um, you know, living in Detroit, I went to that – the Leafs-Wings game uh, when they came to town. I think it was in January. And it was a hard-fought hockey game. It felt like a playoff game. It was gritty. The Leafs weren't getting any chances to go. Howard was standing on his head. They were clearly the better team all night, but 
you know, it, it, the game got physical, it got chippy, it felt like playoff hockey, and I just I wasn't all that impressed with what Toronto had to had to offer. Honestly, mm. they they felt like they felt like they weren't winning battles in the corners. It felt like they they weren't really getting to the dirty areas as much. They weren't, you know, like just they're so highly skilled and they have so much talent on that team. But when you get to the NHL playoffs, the ice just shrinks. There's so much less space out there. The game's that much faster and that much more physical. And when it comes down to it, I don't think they're quite there on the back end physicality-wise, and I don't think they're going to be able to create as much space without that physicality. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to, you know, Austin Matthews isn't going to get, he's going to have to do a lot to get these guys through a couple playoff rounds and make a run. I don't see them getting past the second round of the playoffs personally. It's tough to see a team with this skill set, you know, really get into those greedy games. But at the same time, I can see a team with such finesse and speed and talent so making it making a run and really proving doubters wrong um in the playoffs because at 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 a time in like the NHL playoffs it's going to be hard to stop so many scores and so many guys that can step up when their numbers called yeah no I mean they're deep they have plenty of good guys I think a guy like Kapanen's like a perfect example of how good this team is like He's a second, third line player for them, and he's he can, he burns down the ice. He's so fast, super highly skilled. Him killing penalties is dangerous, and uh, they're loaded all the way down to line four. So their front end's great. I'm just a little. I think they're a little weak on the defensive front. I think Muzzin was a good add. I don't think it's enough to put them over the top this year, but they're going to be a good team for the next ten years, and you know that Mike Babcock's going to make sure they have the pieces. If it's not this year they'll make the additions necessary after this year and go get that top-level defenseman next year, mm-hmm. and that'll be that for them. Yeah, right now they are a little top-heavy. John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Austin Matthews are three really solid centers. So, like you said, they got to go out and get a defenseman, but I don't think they're as physical as they should be, and I think that's a, a valid point. And I agree, I don't think they'll go too deep when it comes to playoff time. Who do we have up next? The Metro Division with the Islanders, the Caps, the Blue Jackets, and the Rangers. Well, the Islanders have been playing some great hockey of late. I mean, that's been fun to watch. Barry Trotz gets let go from Washington. Well, not let go, but they decide not to re-sign Barry Trotz after he wins the Stanley Cup, and he goes and signs in New York. And him paired up with Lou Lamarillo has put together kind of a nice hockey club here. I mean, after Tavares left, I was like, okay, it's back to the lottery. It's back to, you know, maybe retooling a little bit. They have Barzal. They have, uh, um, out of, what's his guy, out of uh, Anders Lee. He's unreal. They're, they're, they're very skilled. Um, and both Grice and Robin Leonard have been playing good goaltending. In that, Robin Leonard's had had an unreal first half. It kind of kept them in it before they started playing well. And uh, it's been fun to watch in New York. I mean, I've been super surprised with how good they've been. Really impressed with, you know, Barry Trotz being able to bounce back and Lou Lamarillo after being fired from uh, Toronto, who's their GM. I mean, he put together a good hockey team here, and they're kind of for real. Like, they could, they're going to make the playoffs, and I'm curious to see what they do when they get there. Yeah, they're a bit of a pleasant surprise, in my opinion. It's nice to see a team that we, uh, that we expected to be in the bottom half of the league, but it's... That's the, NH- the beauty of the NHL. Exactly. The and 
couple guys that we haven't mentioned yet. Brock Nelson, Jordan Eberle. Brock Jordan Eberle, since he's been in New York, has been awesome. That was a good move for him. It was like a reset of renaissance a little bit here. I agree. Um, I, we were talking about this before we got on air. We do think the Islanders might slip up a little bit. As yeah. far as their seeding in the playoffs, we're not right. sure whether they'll be a wild card after slipping up a little bit. Yeah. But they could be in this top three of uh, of the, the division. Yeah, I mean, the Metro is wide open. I mean, Pittsburgh has been underwhelming at, at times this year. Washington's been underwhelming. Um, Columbus, who knows what's going to happen with them. So it's kind of wide open for the Islanders to come get. I mean, they're playing a little above their pay grade, right? Like, they're not this elite, high-level team like we see in the Atlantic. They're, they're, not, they're definitely not among that crop. But they're putting up similar numbers, and they're and they're playing like like I said, a little above their pay grade. So how long can they keep it up? We'll see. Me and Jake kind of both agreed it might not be the whole season. We kind of thought they'll probably end up as a wild card team or at least a two or three seed. I don't. We don't think they'll go into the playoffs as the one seed out of the Metro, but they're definitely fun to watch and it's exciting to see. Yeah, uh, points leader Matthew Barzell has also been very effective this year. He's got thirty three assists and. You know, like they say in all sports, an assist is just as important as a goal. So, I don't know, very efficient, and I like what the Islanders have been doing, but I agree with you guys. I think they might, you know, they're a little streaky. They might go down a little bit, but who knows when it comes to playoff time. Well, here's here's a team that might be winning the Metro division and repeating as Stanley Cup champs, the Washington Capitals. Obviously, led by Alex Ovechkin, he loves to just sit in his office right off of the draws and just go top cheddar, bar down ski. <laughs> yeah, they've been fun to watch this year for sure. They had a little bit of a cup hangover, I think, most literally and physically, probably <laughs> uh, going into the season. Um, but they uh, found their footing. They've had some dry spells, which is kind of uncharacteristic for a Capitals team we've seen dominate the regular season in years past. This hasn't been the same. Caps at home, uh, book it. Like it's not. It's not a lock every time. It's. It's. Uh. You know. They've. They've been in a lot of close hockey games. They've gone on some losing streaks, but their roster is just too talented to lose. Lose more than they win. Um. I mean, Braden Holpe's been playing good goal this year, uh. And, yeah, I think, you know, this is a team that come playoff time is gonna put it together. They're experienced. After that cup win, they got the monkey off their back. They'll play loose. They'll have fun in the playoffs this year. They got nothing to lose, and uh, I could see them making a you know hitting hitting the hitting the gas at the right time, and making a nice run and in deep into the playoffs this year. Um, they're, they're a fun team to watch. I'm excited to see what they do. Tom Wilson, he's oh, our energy guy. He's such a beauty. I love Tom. He, he brings the heat every <laughs> every night to the rink, and it's. It, you know those guys are just fun to watch. Just those he's big, in, he's in big the box. character he's guys. In the box quite a bit. I, yeah. I mean, I, lo- I watching the Washington Capitals play with man advantage is probably my favorite thing to watch in hockey right now. I mean, they set the puck up so beautifully. They have so many options. Ovechkin sitting on the dot on the left side on the left hash over there. I mean, it's it 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 is such a dynamic power play. You, they have they can hurt you in seven ways uh, that it's almost impossible to defend. You just hope they miss their pass and it ends up out of the zone or something because that's the only time they're not scoring on the power play. It's it's, it's electric. Mm-hmm. What do we think of uh, Kuznetsov? I was hearing some rumors that he might be on the move around the deadline. I don't think that'll happen, but uh, he was in a bit of a slump 
earlier in the season. I think that's been forgotten, uh, as it as it should be. Um, yeah, I uh, I haven't heard about those rumors, but I mean, he's one of the most highly skilled players in this league. He probably doesn't get enough credit for it. I think yeah. the Stanley Cup run last year um, definitely put his name more on the map in the average hockey fan's eye. Um, but he's been he's been tearing up this league for a little bit of time now and playing kind of um, under the shadow a little bit of Ovechkin maybe and uh, you know but they're loaded up the middle I mean him and Backstrom are are such a nasty one two punch at center um, if I'm the Capitals I'm not letting him go anywhere I think he's he's got such great vision with the puck. He's a great facilitator, and then when he wants to, he can just go coast-to-coast, peanut butter on toast, and put the biscuit <laughs> in the basket all the way down end-to-end, 200 feet. So he's he's a he's a fun guy to watch, and I think he's way too skilled for the Capitals to... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why would they get rid of him. I mean, is he because he's going to get paid a lot, or what is it? It's just rumors. Tell you. Just rumors. Tell you, yeah. yeah, I... Just around the NHL network, just names flying around all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you Word know how it goes around this yeah. time, right. the trade deadline. We're on the street. Exactly. That's how, that's how it be. Yeah. So we all agree that the Capitals are a premier playoff threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting team to talk about is the Columbus Blue Jackets, currently sitting in number three, am I right, in the standings in the Metro? But I could see that going downhill really fast with some of these trade deadline rumors that are swirling around. They might just punt on this season with Bobrovsky and Panarin both on expiring deals, both both saying that they're not going to be resigning after July 1. So I've heard rumors of, well, I know for a fact they're looking to trade them, and I, uh, I've heard rumors of Florida potentially trying to make a big, big deadline deal for both of uh, those two guys, Bobrovsky the reigning Vesna Trophy winner, along with Artem- Artemi Panarin, who's a uh, perennial uh, goal-scoring leader in the NHL, or, you know, top up there and up there in the ranks. So, I mean, they're both on expiring deals. They're both probably going to be moving at the deadline, or at least going to be shopped at the deadline. A, if they get moved, who do they get in return? Who do they play in that? Do they try to get into the playoffs and make a run this year with a backup goaltender or an and losing one of their losing their best score, or B, do they hold on to these guys and then have a weird locker room setting where it's like, okay, we know these guys aren't going to be here. We know Bobrovsky doesn't want to be here after the season. How much motivation do they have? How much glue is in this locker room? Are they going to really band together as a team when you know their two best players want out? I mean, it's it's a weird situation there. It's almost like the L.A. Lakers. Not not that Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. It's not that they want out, but. With all of these trade talks, all of these guys openly on the market, it's it's tough to deal with and play with as a team. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like you know real people with you know emotions. It and disrupts the locker dis- room. It's distracting and it's hard to it, if you don't feel valuable or if you don't if you're the other guys in the room and you're thinking the two best guys don't want to play with me. Hundred percent. You know, if our, you know that your your star goaltender doesn't want to stop the puck for you because he wants to go play somewhere. It's tough to play in front of them. I mean, it, it's. It's interesting what will happen because they're a really good team and they're playing good hockey and they've been playing good hockey the past few years. It looks like their core is going to be broken up a little bit. I mean, do they hang on and cling to it and just take one last shot at it this season? Or do they be proactive and make a move and try to get some pieces in return? And then what? And then do they are they still a playoff team after that? Are they? I mean, it's super interesting. It'll be really it'll be really cool to follow. I don't know what they're gonna do. There's there's a lot of questions surrounding the Blue Jackets, but one of the things that um, has been another pleasant surprise 
they brought Martin St. Louis in as a consultant, and their power their power play was absolutely atrocious prior to bringing St. Louis in, and now they have the third best power play in the league in the time that they've brought that's him in. Cool. Five for 16, 31%. That's um, awesome. I mean, that's a nice improvement to see. The power play is always extremely valuable. Anytime that you can get an odd man goal, it's uh Yeah, no, you score on the power helps. play, you, you got a good chance to win the game. Yeah, so what do you guys think about uh, the big dogs in the West? I mean, we've got a lot of good teams in the East. I think the East is a little more loaded. West is pretty wide open. I mean, there's some teams, you know, holding down some top hop, some top spots in the West, um, those being Winnipeg, Nashville, and then Calgary and San Jose. But other than that, I mean, you've seen teams bounce around from wild card spots to being out of the playoffs to being in the third playoff spot. I mean, it's been really exciting. It's been kind of a wild West. So what's going on here? What do you guys think? What do you guys think about uh, Winnipeg right now leading the uh, Central? Jake, I know you love Winnipeg, so... Yeah, Winnipeg... Well, as you'll soon find out in our predictions later in the show, Winnipeg is... They are on my radar, and I think they're here for the long haul. This is one of the deepest teams in the league. Just, you go top to bottom, the goaltending is set... Uh, Connor Hellybuck is, I think, he's a Vesna Trophy winner in the near future. And just the depth at the at all positions, honestly. Patrick Laine, no, he's a goal scorer. He's, he's going to be there every night. But then Mark Shifley, Jacob Truba, Dustin Bufflin, Tyler Myers, Andrew Kopp. Blake Wheeler. Yeah, no, they're stacked. Yeah, top yeah, and you, bottom, and that, that's what you want in the playoffs. The list goes so, on. There's not many. There's yeah, not like be a, fun to watch come playoff time for sure. They're right. gonna. I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. They don't have any massive gaps. In no, their game, they really don't. Which is something. I mean, the only thing they could add maybe would be like a scoring winger. I could see them maybe trying to just pick up some additional secondary scoring, but like that'd just be a luxury at that point. Like they don't need it. What do you guys think about Nashville? Mm. Nashville. I mean, they're also solid. They're in the race as well. Uh, like you said, it's a very, very close race in the West. They made some moves, you know. What do you guys think about the addition of Brian Boyle in Nashville? It's a cool, it's a cool trade. To give up a second-round pick, though, that's... Yeah, it's a steep price for a guy it, late It honestly career. is, and I think it says a lot about the market right now. Because what, what does that mean for other wingers that are potentially on the move, other centers. Matthew Guerrero, Gustav Nyquist, who else is out there? I mean, there's plenty of um, Marcus Johansson. I mean, there's really good, some really good scoring help out there. And, like, is that going to be first-round picks? Is that what Nashville just said? I mean, I mean, who knows what it'll they, look like. They might have just set the stage for the trade deadline Mark's because... Still, I mean, there's plenty of good guys that are going to be coming up on con- like on some rental deals. And, yeah, like you said, it, it's uh, Brian Boyle for a second. Uh, that sounds like it means Gustav Nyquist and Kevin Hayes are first-round picks, right? For first-round picks? I mean, that's kind of... That's the, that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. There, there has to be something more to this Brian Boyle deal. I it's, agree. There's, there's more that he brings to the to the team than just his production on the ice. Yeah. He's a locker room guy. Um, you know, just his story. It's something special. Um, and to be... To be... Uh, Really performing at this level. What uh, about uh, St. Louis, Jake? I know you've been excited about them. St. Louis, you yeah, 
you uh, hit it spot on. I'm very excited about the Blues and what they have going on right now. Tarasenko is on a tear. This team is, they've won nine straight. They're 9-1 in their in their last 10. Um, maybe Braden Shen is on the is on the move, but I don't even know. He's he's been okay this year, nothing special. But well, St. Louis, <sighs> they, they've been amazing. I mean, they, it's been amazing how they battled through adversity this season. I mean, go you know, I, they they were huge buyers in the off season, mm-hmm. bringing in Ryan O'Reilly, like, Tyler Bozak, Tyler Bozak too. So you were expecting good things out of them. They started the year. Uh, asleep, like they didn't, they didn't wake up until about November, December, until they started, you know, being like, okay, we're way out of the playoff race here. What do we do? You know, Jake Allen was playing terrible goal, and I think they found their guy. What's his name? Uh, their their goalie that they've been riding has been so good, and uh, they've he's been able to steal them games. He's been able to hold down the fort back there for them. Allows, Jake Allen? No, Jake Allen's been playing bad this year. They're uh, Jordan Binghamton. Jordan Binghamton, that's his name. That's yep. Yep, I hadn't heard of him until about a week ago, and I looked at the <laughs> statistics, and I was like, oh my god, he's tearing it up. And so, I mean, f- for a team to pull together and uh, work their way back into the playoff race to now holding down the third divisional spot in the playoffs. In the central, yeah. What? In, the, in one of the toughest divisions in the NHL. I mean, that's just really impressive, and I think they're for real. I think I think they're a for real hockey team. Like I, I think they're, you know, maybe it just took them a little while to find their... Uh, find their, you know, rhythm. Well, and they can, they can score goals. They're, I mean, there is no lack of offensive production as of late. I mean, you, you're, scoring, you're scoring eight points, or eight goals, four goals, three goals, five, three. I mean, these aren't just one nothing wins that right. you're picking up. These are convincing wins Surefire that wins, yeah. are no doubters. Yeah. I'd like to see a little more... Uh, production out of Alexander Steen. No, I feel like he's one of those guys that has always been a nice constant for them, but only six goals this year. But Ryan O'Reilly. He's <laughs> awesome. My man, he has stepped in. And uh, I was listening to a Tarasenko interview the other day before, I think it, was, it must have been a uh, Sunday afternoon game, and he was saying how he just loves playing with O'Reilly. Just great, a great glue guy. You know, yeah. one of the, He's probably the best face-off guy, too, in the NHL. What do you guys think about a team that's kind of impressed this year that I personally was waiting? I thought they were going to do this last year, but the Calgary Flames. What do you guys mm. think about that? I think the Pacific Division is a very exciting uh, division. you got the Flames, the Sharks, the Knights. It's very exciting. I think the Central is kind of more Cut and dry. tame, whereas the Pacific is like, you know, if you're not even a hockey fan, you're going to follow... Vegas, you're you're excited. It's it's just a new breed of teams that are successful. But the Flames are very good. Uh, my boy Johnny Grugeau is just tearing it up like he always does. And they're first right now in the Pacific with 77 points. So they don't look to be slowing down uh, anytime soon. But who's right on their tail? San Jose Sharks. Yeah. yeah. So they got no room for error up in this joint. So we'll see. We'll see how they do. Well, the Sharks have been fun to watch, too. I mean, you know, with Eric Carlson coming to town, that I mean, that's the big move of the offseason. And, he, uh, you know, he didn't play for a little bit, right? Like, he took a little bit of the beginning of the season off. And since he's been back, uh, they've been awesome. I mean, they're, they're on paper as good as anyone in the NHL. I think 
they just got to come together at the right time. I don't think uh, I don't think they're worried too much over there in San Jose. And then you got Vegas, who again finding themselves near the top of the standings. They're not just a second year wonder. as a yeah. franchise. It's Unheard of. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I'd say there's no question that the Pacific is. I don't know. Just it's it's different. There's nothing. It's, like it's a good before. different, though. It's no. a good different. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm enjoying what's going on. I think this is going to be just neck and neck. No, the um, playoffs are going to be awesome in the Western Conference. There's there's so many teams, and they're all pretty, you know, along the same level, but super highly skilled, fun markets, fun teams, fun players. It's going to be cool to watch. Well, it's just I feel like it's just good hockey. Great hockey. It's just it's fun to watch. Fast hockey too. They've. Calgary, San Jose, Vegas, Nashville play so fast. Same with Winnipeg. I mean, just hear, just so hearing those speed. names, they excite me. It's not like I can't even think of an example. The opposite just, of the original six matchup. It's the it's the opposite. It's the out of market matchups that mm-hmm. are kind of seeing right yeah. now. It's cool. Low key teams. Yep. They're and then so there's a lot of lot of teams on the bubble right now. Um, a lot of teams that have been trending upwards. A lot of teams been trending downwards. There's got some perennial contenders that might be on the outside looking in. What are we thinking? Are we, we're going to go through a little buy and sell segment, if I'm right, guys. You want to do yeah, that? Yeah. Sounds so, good to uh, us. So we'll go through each of the teams. We'll go buy or sell on uh, if they're going to make the playoffs or not, or if you're buying you know, their recent success, or you're going to pass on it. Um, Jake, you want to start with you? Buy or sell on Chicago right now? This is They are in a tough position right now. They're kind of in that, you know, they're within striking range but at the same time you could easily make a couple moves and really just slide down to the bottom of the standings if i was chicago what are you you're three points out of the second wild card but you're also tied with two other teams and vancouver with 59 points sell yeah, I, I, think I, w- I would probably sell. Patrick Kane is playing very well right now. Yeah, though. they've won eight straights. It's it's weird though because they you know at the beginning of the season you're like oh lottery team oh wow they could get Jack Hughes Jack Hughes could play with Taves and Kane that'd be pretty cool. Then they win eight straight and they're pushing for the playoffs and you're like wow this could be a playoff team here and they're looking like the Blackhawks of old. But I I agree with you. I don't think they have the goaltending to keep it together and uh, I think I'm selling on the on the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not really I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. What about you, Hob? I'm gonna go sell as well. Uh, they have won eight straight, but you look at their entire schedule. Uh, they've also lost. They've had like periods where they lost six straight right. or four straight. So is this just a little, you know, streak? Yeah, I don't. I'm not buying it. Even though, like we've all said, Patrick Kane has been playing out of his mind. We got to give him credit for that. But I'm selling. Buy or sell on the Philadelphia Flyers, Jake. What do you got? Well, this is actually this is interesting because. Um, I will be going to the Detroit Red Wings Philadelphia Flyers game um, tonight. So I'll see this matchup firsthand. And just even watching the game yesterday afternoon, the Flyers looked good. They could they could score goals in a hurry, but then you also saw them let up four consecutive goals to the Red Wings, who are in no position to make the playoffs and allowed them to just get right back in the game. But you can't ignore the fact that they're 8-1-1 in their last 10. They just acquired Cam Talbot, which is another interesting goalie acquisition. They Hard got, Hart's been playing great. They got Mrazek last year at the deadline, 
Um, obviously, they no longer have him. Why not? I'm going to buy on the Flyers. Why? I, f- I feel like they've got nothing to lose right now. Um, Claude Giroux is, uh, is good. I like Augustus Bear. They're big defensemen. Um, I would try to keep things rolling. How buying? Are you buying or I'm, are you selling? I'm buying on the Flyers. I like the moves that they've made, and they just won eight straight not that long ago. So they're definitely trending in the right direction, and they're kind of proving that it's not just a little blip. They're making some moves, and they're playing good hockey, so why not? Can yeah. I Can I add one more thing? As we talk about the trade deadline, what about Wayne Simmons? Yeah, because I feel like things. I feel like this is a potential move that could kind of uh, decide. Yeah, a couple, I mean, I feel like things. that's a tough decision for uh, you know the Flyers GM to make if they're gonna be a buyer or a seller. I, I could see them make a hockey move, and you know Wayne Simmons expiring contract, trade him to a contender for maybe like a a, a younger guy. It, it, that could play right away, you know. That might not that might not make the roster on a top level team, but makes the roster in Philly. Um, could be a cool move where they don't really get that much worse, but they you know hedge their bet. Uh, I could see them doing something like that. I'm I I'm a little ambivalent. I go back and forth on this team because you know you've seen them so many times push the playoffs, not get it done, be towards the bottom. But I, I think they have the pieces. I just think they haven't been able to have the goaltending. And I, I think you know Carter Hart's been doing his best as an is he 20 years old he's so young he's been playing great hockey and uh you know he'll he'll get someone to look up to here in cam talbot who can help him shoulder the load i like this team i'm i'm buying as well i, I could see them making a push for the playoffs and i think i think they have the flexibility and the wiggle room to make a move with wayne simmons you right. still have you still have contributors like sean couturier uh voracek james van reemsdyk james van reemsdyk signing helps their flexibility in making this deal for it's sure. nice to bring him back yeah. into town. Um, what do we have up next? Buffalo? Buffalo. What are we thinking? Alex? Um, uh, I can talk on him a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they came out hot this year, which was fun to watch. A um, lot of young talent. A lot of uh, some good goaltending out of uh, Carter Hutton. Um, but uh, then they got cold. They got really cold, and they haven't won back-to-back games, actually, since, I think, early December. Um, they've been like I think oh nine and three in their last twelve attempts to win back to back games, which is something along those lines. But it's it's pretty frustrating, I'm sure, as a Sabres fan or as a Sabres player. I don't think this team's ready yet. I think we saw it how they're you know they just couldn't execute and keep it going. You know I don't I don't and they gotta put something together special down the stretch. But I'm selling on the Sabres this year. Next year playoff team. Next year they're a playoff team. I think they're still not quite there in goaltending. I don't think they have quite enough scoring help for Jack Eichel yet. He's probably got to do too much work. Um, I think they're one more piece away from being a playoff team, I say, next year. This year, so. This is an intriguing question in uh, from my perspective. We think of buy or sell. I'm going to buy on the Sabres in the sense that I think they should do everything in their power to try to make the playoffs. But at the same time, there's also that aspect of needing to sell because I don't think they're a playoff team this year. I agree with you, but I don't think that they should sell at the deadline. No, yeah, I'm not saying sell at the deadline. Right. I'm saying I'm selling on their like I'm not buying that they're gonna be able to make playoffs. Okay, then I the I agree. I agree. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, 
in that sense. I don't think that the Sabres are going to make the playoffs this year, but not sellers at the deadline this year. Exactly, yeah, because you have keep if adding you can, pieces. If you can put anything together towards the end of this last stretch, yep. Maybe they could. They're good on prospects. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, Ristolainen, Dolan, Casey Middlestat. Where did he go? Minnesota. Minnesota. He was I an intriguing prospect. Couldn't do a pull up coming into the NHL Combine and ended up going eighth overall and then leading the World Juniors in points. So he's a cool story. Wow. Yeah, I, I also agree. I'm selling as well. They don't have enough help for Jack Eichel right now. Uh, he's clearly the future of the franchise, but right now I don't see enough depth. So. As you like, you guys are. I'm selling. Nice move, bringing Connor Sheary in. Yep, cool, cool glue guy there. Uh, Montreal kind of surprised this year. Um, what do we think about the Habs in 2019? Hmm. Montreal, fourth right now in the Atlantic. Currently holding down a playoff spot. They have been for a good part of the season. Personally, I can't make much sense of it. They are so weak up the middle. They're good on the back end, and they, of course, have the best goaltender on the planet in Carey Price between the pipes. But, I mean, the most position, most important position in the NHL, a centerman, they have next to nothing. I mean, they have Drew in out of his comfort zone trying to play some center. It's, it's, it's a weird situation. Thomas Tatar has been electric for them this year. He's been awesome. Good for him, former Red Wing. Um going out there and, you know, making the most of his situation, bouncing around a lot. They're, they're a weird team. I haven't been able to make a lot of sense of them, but you know what? They, they, the results haven't lied. They, they've been up towards the top of the standings all year long. I, I don't – I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm buying. It's, on, what, on it's one of those cases that is just like whatever works. Yeah. Almost. I mean, they got rid of Pacioretty. Like, they lost, they lost a lot this offseason. Their scoring is so evenly distributed. Right. They've been Max, good Max Domi, right. the leading, the leading point. Good getter. for him. I mean, like big change of scenery for him too. It's it, it's been a weird season, but it's kind of worked out for the best, I think. Well, but you just you look at the sat at the stats thus far. Domi drew into Tar each with 17, 18 goals, yeah. and then Brendan Gallagher leading the team with twenty two. But it's just a lot of guys that are performing. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yep. There's no other way to put it. It looks like they're going to make the playoffs. What they're gonna do once they get there, that's still up for grabs. But, um, you know, a name that is uh, it's been a little underwhelming. I'd say is Shea Weber. Yeah. I feel like I've kind of forgotten that he's even in Montreal. Ever since he got traded um, from Nashville, it's it's almost like uh, he's non-existent. Yep, they've been a cool team to watch for sure. All right, do we want to go to the big picture and look at our final predictions real quick, just like uh, who we got, who we picking? Let's do it. Jake, why don't you start us off? Well, I think that uh, I have Winnipeg versus Boston slash Washington. Winnipeg, we talked about their depth earlier, their goaltending. They're set for a long time now. And Washington... And Boston, just two teams that you already know will be in the conversation at the end of the season. Washington, I can see them making a, uh, another push for the Stanley Cup, maybe even repeating. But um, I'm going to take Winnipeg. Mm. As, as of right now, I just I like what they uh, what they're cooking up on uh, on the West Coast. There you have it, Jake Goritz picking the Winnipeg Jets to be 2019 Stanley Cup champions. How we got? As of right now, tentative. 
Yeah. I'm gonna go subject to change in the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm gonna go Lightning versus Flames, but I think that both teams are just very electric and they have lots of no talent. Pun no pun intended. The Flames and the Lightning, and I'm gonna go with the Lightning, even though you guys hate on them and say that I'm a big, I'm a you know, big, I'm a, they I'm choke, a they choke in the playoffs, which they have in the past. But 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. I that. like it, Hop. I can see it. I, uh, to be different, I kind of think the Lightning are going to win also, but for the sake of argument and for variety, <laughs> my picks are out of the West, I'm taking the San Jose Sharks to come out of a pretty wide open Western Conference. I think they have the best blue line in the NHL with Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. I think Martin Jones is an elite goaltender. And I think that when it comes playoff time, those are the two things that win you hockey games, defense and goaltending. Mm-hmm. So I like them out of the West. They're playing the right hockey, I think. They're going to get hot at the right time. Um, it's wide open, and it's theirs for the taking. And out of the East, I'm going to take a team that's not currently in the playoffs. Whoa. In the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I'll tell you why. Ooh. At times this season, the Pittsburgh Penguins have been playing the best hockey in the NHL. At other times... They've been playing the worst hockey in the NHL where they couldn't buy a win. All I know is they've been banged up. Malkin's missed a lot of games. They've had Matt Murray banged up. They've had plenty of injuries to go around. I know that on paper, they're up there with the best teams in the NHL. I know that uh, they just added Nick Bukestad and uh, who else? From They had another player from Florida. I love them making moves. I love them trying to add. I think Matt Murray is also up there with the best goalies in the NHL. When he gets hot, you can't score goals on him. He went through a stretch where he didn't give up a goal in like three games, I think, or something mm. like that. He's, he's going to, I say, lead the Penguins team along with Crosby and Malkin, who are going to be healthy come playoff time. You know, this team's like, I say, like, you know when how LeBron doesn't really care about the regular season, that he just knows it only matters when he gets yeah. to playoff teams? Sidney Crosby and Malkin have been here before. Like I don't think they're batting an eyelash. I, I don't think they're worried about making the playoffs. I think they're no. I think they know they're going to get hot at the right time. And then come playoff time, I like those two guys on my on my side. So mm-hmm. I'll take Pittsburgh over Tampa Bay in the Eastern Conference Finals in six games, and Pittsburgh to beat San Jose in six games in the Stanley Cup Final oh, to win their third Stanley Cup in four years. Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a dynasty. That's what I got. It's almost like one of those cases where you just don't bet against the No Penguins. one's talking about them, you know? No one's talking about them in a year where it's, there's a lot of good teams that are going to go beat up on each other, and they're coming out of the Metropolitan. So if they, get a, if, they, if, if they get a wild card spot, different story, you know? That's a tougher situation. But the, the Metropolitan Division's wide open. Like, they're three points back of the, I think, the, the, the Capitals right now or something like that. Um, Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets are in third place in the Metro. They're three points back of. So... You know, they get one of those playoff spots. They play the Capitals in the first round. That's a rivalry game. They get through that, and then it's, you know, it's theirs to take. Their, they'll, be, they'll be rolling if they if they beat their rivals in the first round of the playoffs. So I think that's something to look out for. Yeah. Definitely scenario where the Penguins pick up some momentum. Then you wouldn't, run, you wouldn't want to run into them. No. no. It's almost no. just like 
Never bet against Tom Brady. Never bet against exactly. Sidney Crosby. And so I picked the Patriots early on in the before the playoffs started this year because no one was talking about it. How about that Super Bowl? I mean, that was all. It was weird, but it that was, was a terrible game. I thought it was pretty brutal. That was so yeah, boring, was, dude. I I I disagree. I think it was good football. I I didn't mind watching it at all. Well, just two great defenses. If you like a game in the out. trenches, then it was, it was that's a game for you. Just, I thought it was I loved poor it. offense. I mean, after well. look, I think we got enough offense in the conference championship games. Yeah, I want and more. Then, I know it's fun. It's Honestly, fun. I would have just liked to keep uh, to have kept Maroon Five out there, <laughs> enjoy a little halftime oh, show, some Travis because that was, to me that football was just that was a snooze. I disagree. Yeah, well, I I could watch Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. Any, any time <laughs> that, I think we all. Oh, not Jake. No, that's that's, another that's where we differ. It's another time. Well, Michigan man. Yeah. No. The not, true goat. Yeah. Well, we just want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been it for our NHL edition. Nolan, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks on. for having me, guys. Always a blast. Yeah, we'll have you back whenever you want. And that concludes our NHL show. Thank you guys for listening so much. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Till next time, peace. Outlet pass for Rick Nash. Nash now tries to split the defense and walk in. Nice move. Another nice move. Oh! He scores! Oh!